Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 60 Minutes ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Elizabeth, sorry, need my passport number because the Ukraine trip is on. Can you read that out to me? That's my voice, but that's not me. It's the digital result of a clever hacker and a cheap voice-altering app. Did you think it was me? Yes. This is one of the scams that are costing American citizens $10 billion a year. And as you'll hear, people over 60 are the main target. It's like a death in the family almost. Well, she's worked so hard, you know, for my money. I sure have. Just over four years ago, the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris caught fire, and the world watched in horror. This spring, 60 Minutes was given rare access to the painstaking restoration of Notre Dame, as workers and artisans revived every part of this medieval masterpiece. What's it like to be in the water with them? Magical. Tonight, 60 Minutes is eye-to-eye with the whale of Moby Dick legend. But Melville's novel was fiction. Sperm whales are especially maternal. Generations live together while taking care of their calves, and they have the biggest brain in the animal kingdom. And they sleep like this. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Bill Whitaker. I'm Anderson Cooper. I'm Sharon Alfonsi. I'm John Wertheim. I'm Cecilia Vega. I'm Scott Pelley. Those stories tonight on 60 Minutes. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. 
Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. More Americans than ever rely on alarm systems, gates, or doorbell cameras to help protect their families. But statistically, you are now more likely to be the victim of theft online than a physical break-in at home. A new report from the FBI reveals that Americans lost more than $10 billion last year to online scams and digital fraud. As we first reported in May, people in their 30s, who are among the most connected online, filed the most complaints. But we were surprised to learn the group that loses the most money to scammers is seniors. Tonight, we will show you how cyber con artists are using artificial intelligence, widely available apps, and social engineering to target our parents and grandparents. It's like a death in the family almost. Well, she's worked so hard, you know, for my money. I sure have. Susan Monahan and her daughter Tamara are talking about how the 81-year-old was conned out of thousands of dollars in what law enforcement calls a grandparent scam. Tell me about the call that you got. There was a young adult on the line saying, Grandma, I've... I need your help, in a frantic voice, scared, saying, I was driving, and suddenly there was a woman stopped in front of me. She's pregnant, and I hit her, and they're going to take me to jail. And, and Grandma, please don't call my mom and dad, because I don't want them to know. And I said, Brandon, it doesn't sound like you. He said, oh, I have a cold, Grandma. You think it's your grandson? I do. And he said, Grandma, a friend of mine has an attorney. That we, can, that we can use and that we can do something about me going to jail? And I said, yes, of course. Monahan said the scammer, pretending to be a helpful attorney, got on the line. It was June of 2020, during the pandemic, and he promised to keep her grandson out of jail if she could get $9,000 for bail to him quickly. What other instructions were you given? Um, I needed to make an envelope that was addressed to this certain judge that he was going to um, coordinate this through. And uh, right on there, and they gave me the name, the address, and everything else for this envelope. Did it sound pretty legitimate? Oh, absolutely. He had the legalese. Monahan is a tax preparer with an MBA. The scammer kept her on the phone as she rushed to the bank. What do you say? He said, when you go there, make sure you tell them that it's for home improvements, because they might question the fact that you're withdrawing $9,000. Minutes after Monahan got home with the cash, a courier showed up to take it. This is video from the doorbell camera. You can hear Monahan on the phone with a scammer as she hands off the money. She said to move your butt. Okay, they're on a deadline. She says as soon as the courier left and the adrenaline left her body, she was filled with a sick feeling she'd been scammed. 
It's just devastating. What did they do to your mom? Beyond the money, beyond taking $9,000 from her. Well, it's your livelihood. Sorry. It just gets you, like, in your gut. The Federal Trade Commission reports scams like these skyrocketed 70% during the pandemic when seniors, home alone, went online to shop or keep in touch with family. How much money were you scammed out of? 11300 14600 7600 Judy Attig and her husband Ron, a retired iron worker, were victims of the same grandparent scam as Susan Monahan. That's the view from their doorbell camera, as the same courier took off with $7,600 of their savings. $7,600 hits hard. Well, that oh, yeah. was for our, you know, if we wanted to go on a trip or something. It was terrible. I was, I was a mess. Steve Savage, a retired scientist, was scammed when he opened a fake email from the Geek Squad. The email said that your bank account is being charged uh, $399 for another year. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember it being anywhere close to that. The customer service number went to a scammer posing as a representative of the company. Savage was duped out of $14,000. Esther Maestre was scammed too. The retired nurse says an alarm sounded on her iPad with a message to call tech support. She did. He said that last night between 4 and 9 p.m., your bank account has been hacked. And your heart probably stopped. Oh, you know, I felt so nervous. But he said, I am going to transfer you to another guy who is a security at Chase Bank. That fake bank employee told her hackers might be able to access her bank account and instructed her to immediately withdraw money and deposit it into a new account for safekeeping. Maestra did and lost $11,000. And have you been able to recover any of your money? Nothing. Nothing. I'm the one that pulled the money out of the bank so I won't be reimbursed. If your house gets broken into, you call the police. If this happens... There's no one to call. Scott Perello is a deputy district attorney who runs San Diego's Elder Justice Task Force and connected us to the victims you just heard from. He says studies show only one in every 20 seniors who've been scammed report it. Often, they're embarrassed. Most people who have not experienced this think, well, these people must have dementia or Alzheimer's. It's not the case. Our victims are sharp as a tack. We had a woman 66 years old she came home. She got a message on her computer from Microsoft, and the message said that she had a virus on her computer, and then that virus had somehow infected her financial accounts. Mm. Within a matter of weeks, this victim had lost $800,000. Oh, my gosh. The scariest part of these scams is that these victims have no recourse. They're left bewildered. What typically happens? The seniors that have the courage to report that this has happened are being told that, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. And, and that is the reality, that a local uh, d police detective in Kansas City doesn't have the reach to go investigate a case that's being operated from the Caribbean or from Nigeria or Ghana. Investigators have also traced scams to Europe, Southeast Asia, and Canada. Under reporting. To combat them, San Diego's Elder Justice Task Force has taken a new approach. Investigators collect every local fraud case, then collaborate with federal authorities to connect them. If we have a victim that lost 
$12,000 here in San Diego, there is without question dozens of other victims to the same scam and millions of dollars in losses. And then once we identify that the scam is part of something much larger, then we can deliver that to our federal partners with the reach to go around the country because these are networks. These are transnational organized criminal networks. In 2021, Pirello helped the FBI bring down a network of criminals who stole millions of dollars from elderly victims. Remember those doorbell videos from the grandparent scam? The courier, a 22-year-old Californian, was the starting point for the FBI's case. She's serving time for her role. But the FBI says the scam's ringleaders, two Bahamian nationals based in Florida, fled the country before they could be arrested. If you don't know how a criminal thinks, then you really don't know how you can protect yourself online. Rachel Toback is what's called an ethical hacker. She studies how these criminals operate. So ethical hackers, we step in and show you how it works. Toback is the CEO of Social Proof Security, a data protection firm that advises Fortune 500 companies, the military, and private citizens on their vulnerabilities. We hired her to show us how easy it is to use information found online to scam someone. We asked her to target our unsuspecting colleague, Elizabeth. Toback found Elizabeth's cell phone number on a business networking website. As we set up for an interview, Toback called Elizabeth but used an AI-powered app to mimic my voice and ask for my passport number. Oh, yes, 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 I do have it. Okay, ready? It's... Toback played the AI-generated voice recording for us to reveal the scam. Elizabeth, sorry, need my passport number because the Ukraine trip is on. Can you read that out to me? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yes. You, and I gave her, wow. What was duped sitting over there? Did, what did it say on your phone? Sharon. How did you do that? So I used something called a spoofing tool to actually be able to call you as Sharon. That's oh, so why I was no. hacked, and I failed. I failed hacking. No. But everybody would get tricked with that. Yeah. Everybody would. It says Sharon. Why would I not answer this call? Why would I not give that information? Toback showed us how she took clips of me from television and put it into an app that cloned my voice. It took about five minutes. I am a public person. My voice is out there. Could a person who's not a public person like me right. be spoofed as easily? Anybody can be spoofed. And oftentimes, attackers will go after people. They don't even know who these people are. But they just know this person has a relationship to this other person. And they can impersonate that person enough just by changing the pitch and the modulation of their voice that I believe that's my nephew and I need to really wire that money. Tobag says hackers no longer need to infiltrate computers through a back door. She says 95% of hacks today happen after a user clicks on a text, a link, or gives personal information over the phone. You were able to hack my colleague Elizabeth, who is a tech-savvy millennial. What does that tell you? Anybody can be hacked. Anybody can fall for what Elizabeth fell for. In fact, when I do that type of attack, every single time the person falls for it. She said hackers armed with basic information, like a relative's name found online, or an app that can mimic a voice or change the caller ID, can create a convincing story. If you were to receive a phone call, a text message, an email, and it's asking for something sensitive, urgent, or with fear, that's when the alarm bells have to go off in your head and they want me to give something to them. I'm gonna take a beat 
and I'm going to check that this person is who they say they are. I call it being politely paranoid. Politely paranoid. Be politely paranoid. Toback has worked as a consultant for Aura, a Boston-based technology company that created software to protect the identity, passwords, finances, and personal data for entire families in one app. So here you can see a full footprint of everything that's happening inside the family. Um, so Hari Ravachandran is the CEO of Aura. He says their software can reroute scam calls away from grandparents. If the parent is getting a call and we are identifying using AI that the call is a potential scam call, then they can route that call to me. Does this stop the call from getting in? It does. It, so it so just blocks the call? When the call comes in, uh, it will... Uh, have a recording that says, let me know who you are, what's your intent. If it's an unknown person, if it's a known person that's already in your contacts, it'll go right through. Ravishandran says AI is also used to monitor finances and alert users of problems in real time. If I see a charge uh, from my mom for $10 at Starbucks, that feels okay. But if there's a $500 charge from Starbucks, something's off kilter. So we try to figure out uh, with AI contextually what's different. But if something is off pattern, you can look at that and say, OK, well, something's off here. I need to go take care of this. San Diego Deputy District Attorney Scott Perello says more help is needed from law enforcement and the banking and retail industries to protect seniors. The FBI reports over the past two years, the losses from digital theft have doubled. The trends and, and the data are horrifying. We have the senior population is growing exponentially every year. We have this dynamic of underreporting, and then we have the technology coming. People are convinced that AI is playing a part in maybe pretending it's the grandchild's voice. We're all just next on the conveyor belt, and we all need to do a better job. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. When the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris caught fire in April 2019, it was one of those moments that people around the world experienced together, staring in horror at live video on their smartphones and televisions. For the people of France, it was especially traumatic, because Notre Dame has been a powerful symbol since medieval times. French President Emmanuel Macron immediately pledged that Notre Dame would be reopened by the end of 2024. It seemed at the time to be an unrealistic promise, but as we first reported in April, the resurrection of the great cathedral now seems within reach. 
flames tore through the roof of Notre Dame on the evening of April 15, 2019, and spread with incredible speed and ferocity, engulfing her 200-foot spire. Everybody stops. Jean-Louis Georgelin is the man now in charge of restoring Notre Dame. And a lot of people in France cry because they feel that's something very deep in the soul of France, in the spirit of France, was about to collapse. Only a heroic effort by the Paris Fire Brigade saved Notre Dame from collapse as a few staffers raced through falling embers to rescue precious relics. Philippe Villeneuve, the cathedral's chief architect, was out of town that night and raced back to Paris. He was devastated by what he saw. I've said that the little boy who was in love with the cathedral and the architect who was in charge of it died that day, and another man took over and said, I have to save the cathedral. It's my mission. It's my duty. Villeneuve now shares that duty. If he's the artist who knows every inch of stone in Notre Dame, retired Army General Georges Lenn is the commander, called back to meet that five-year deadline. I will relax only when this will be done. What does this cathedral mean to the people of France? The cathedral Notre-Dame de Paris is in some way the heart of France. For the Catholic, of course, for the Christian, but for everybody. All the great events of France in some way or another took place here in the cathedral. Napoleon crowned himself emperor in Notre-Dame in 1804. In 1944, as Paris was liberated from Nazi occupation, General Charles de Gaulle braved sniper fire to enter the cathedral. In many ways, you could say that she's the people's palace. Agnès Poirier is a journalist and author who lives and works just across the River Seine from Notre Dame. She and her neighbors watched the most horrifying moment the night of the fire, the collapse of that imposing spire. I remember the scream of the crowd saying no, mm. as if they couldn't, they couldn't conceive uh, such a thing. That spire meant so much to Philippe Villeneuve that he had it tattooed on his arm. On dit que j'ai Notre Dame dans la peau. They say that I have Notre Dame in my skin, he told us. It's very practical because when I have to explain how the spire fell, it's always better to show that from here to there, it tipped over. The huge spire made of oak and covered in lead tiles crashed through two of the stone vaults which form the ceiling of Notre Dame, leaving gaping holes at the top and heaps of broken stone and charred wood on the floor below. Deuxième élément, c'est l'espèce de tabouret. The top priority was to shore up the Grand Cathedral's weakened structure. Huge temporary wooden supports were placed under the surviving stone vaults of her ceiling and under the flying buttresses to save this prime example of medieval engineering. We have to check every stone in the cathedral, every pillar. At the same time, a huge decontamination project was mounted to remove lead tiles that had melted from the burning roof and spire and all the toxic lead dust spread by the fire. 
Four years on, workers still take extraordinary precautions against lead poisoning. We had to wear disposable hazmat suits to enter the cathedral. Tons of rubble had to be removed. Paintings and stained glass windows were taken away for restoration. And twisted steel scaffolding erected for ongoing restoration work had to be dismantled. So you were in the process of restoring the spire when the fire broke out in 2019. Did your restoration project have anything to do with the fire breaking out? Une enquête a toujours lieu. An investigation is still underway, Philippe Villeneuve told us, and no cause of the fire has been identified. But personally, it's unbearable. This fire never should have happened, and it did. Inevitably, I feel responsible. So, you know, at that point in our interview, Villeneuve switched to English with a rueful smile. In, in reality, I'm uh, totally uh, destroyed. Really? Yes. I so want to rebuild Notre Dame is because I want to rebuild myself. The fire's deeply emotional impact on Philippe Villeneuve was mirrored around the world. Nearly a billion dollars in private donations have been pledged to rebuild Notre Dame, most of it from France, 50 million dollars from Americans. I know many people in the United States contributed. They can contribute again. They can continue to contribute. The the cash is always running. If I want to give me money, I need. In the weeks immediately following the fire, all sorts of ideas were floated for how centuries-old Notre Dame might be given a touch of avant-garde. And all those architects throughout the world said, yes, let's have a roof garden, let's have a golden torch, um, let's have a titanium spire. You know, even I, for 20 seconds, I thought, hmm, to add some 21st century genius to Notre Dame, why not? Chief architect Philippe Villeneuve had a very simple answer, why not? An historic monument, a cathedral, is not something to be played with, he told us. Notre Dame had been standing for 850 years with a wooden frame and a lead roof. So wood is the way to go. In the end, President Macron and a special committee agreed to rebuild Notre Dame exactly as she had been. And with the same materials, stone, wood, and lead. How is it that the traditionalists won out? Well, I think wisdom won. Notre Dame's signature spire was a fairly recent addition. Images of the cathedral from the mid-1800s show her without a spire and in an advanced state of decay. The cathedral was in great disrepair, was it not? It was about to collapse, but of neglect, not of fire. There were even proposals to demolish Notre Dame before the cathedral crumbled on its own. Instead, the French government hired a young architect named Violette Leduc. He created that famous spire. So you are rebuilding the spire exactly as Violette Leduc? Yes. Are you using his original drawings? On a eu la chance. We were lucky, he said, because it was extremely well-documented. We have the drawings of Violette Leduc, the sketches, the surveys. We have everything needed to be able to remake it. 
A thousand French oak trees were felled for the new spire, then fine cut by carpenters in eastern France. In other workshops around the country, the cathedral's organ, the largest in France, and many of its stained glass windows were restored. How many workers and craftsmen do you have on this project? If we take into account all the people in France, it's about 1,000 people. Allons-y. On the plaza in front of Notre Dame, a huge tent has been erected where stonecutters and sculptors are recreating Gothic gargoyles and adornments damaged in the fire. Philippe Villeneuve supervises every detail. I'll make them put their fingers on the layers of the original sculpture, he said, and then on the layer they're sculpting. So he wants you to feel it, mm-hmm. not just look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll that works? Yeah, I think, I think too. <laughs> Danae Leblanc is just 23 years old, sculpting and chiseling to recreate a floral detail carved hundreds of years ago. We try to remake things identically, she said, but we are also trying to understand the intention of the original sculptors. So we look at the traces left by their tools. We were given rare access to the painstaking restoration of Notre Dame as workers and artisans revived the cathedral's exterior and her interior. Oh, my God. The cathedral's great rose windows have been meticulously cleaned. Look at this. And every inch of stone coated with latex which, when peeled away, leaves the surface gleaming. We found restorers, Matilda Mare and Aude Massimi, working on painted stone sculptures, depicting scenes from the life of Christ. How old is this? This part of the cathedral, she said, was built at the beginning of the 14th century. These sculptures are medieval. The restorers are carefully wiping every surface with small cotton swabs dipped in a water-based cleaning solution. So I think you have to have a lot of patience. Yes. (laughs) Yes, she says, you have to be calm and know that it will take time, but it's a pleasure. You can see she's wiping away the centuries. A 600-ton maze of scaffolding has been built inside Notre Dame to support all the work, especially the rebuilding of the spire. General Georges Land took us up through it, two-thirds of the way on a construction elevator. We reached the top, climbing steps and ladders. This is incredible. We were standing 100 feet above the cathedral floor, in exactly the spot where the flaming spire collapsed. Four years ago, there was nothing here but a vast hole. The drama took place here, and we have to rebuild the vault of the transept. The spire will be there, 66 meters high. At the top of the old 200-foot spire sat a copper sculpture of a rooster, the symbol of the French people. The day after the fire, Philippe Villeneuve found it on a lower roof, a bit mangled but miraculously untouched by the flames. It has been left as it was found and will be put on display in the restored cathedral. Uh, Can I tell you, Villeneuve says, 
that I plan to put a new rooster on top of a new spire one year to the day before the reopening of the cathedral. There will still be scaffolding, but the frame of the spire will again be in the sky of Paris. And the spire will rest, repose. Rest? Rest on these four pillars you see here. You see? Be magnificent. Magnificent, yes, for the glory of God and France. General Jean-Louis Georgelin, who led the effort to reconstruct Notre Dame for more than four years, died 10 days ago while hiking in the French Pyrenees. He was 74. French President Emmanuel Macron tweeted that France had lost one of its great servants and Notre Dame the master manager of its renaissance and pledged to carry on the general's mission to have the great cathedral reopened by the end of next year. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In December, nearly every member country of the United Nations pledged to protect at least 30% of the world's land and sea by 2030 to reverse the damage done by humans and protect vulnerable species. One of the animals at risk is also one of the largest in the ocean and among the least understood. Sperm whales are not the predators of Moby Dick legend. As we first told you earlier this year, they have brains six times larger than ours and spend most of their lives in the darkest depths of the ocean. It is difficult to describe their size without comparing them to a school bus. We traveled with National Geographic explorer Enrique Sala to the Caribbean island of Dominica, where he's proposing protections for the hundreds of sperm whales living there. But first, we had to find them. You guys ready? Go, go, go! Go, go! Go, guys, go! Look in the water, come straight to you, yeah! Most of Enrique Sala's dives don't start like a fire drill, even though he has spent thousands of hours underwater as an explorer. Look down. At the back of you, look. This way. This way. We came face to face with a pod of whales, but these are not the whales we traveled all this way to see. They are pygmy killer whales, known to threaten sperm whales. And because they are here, the sperm whales are not. These killer whales can grow up to eight and a half feet in size. Sala told us seeing them up close almost never happens. You've never been able to get into the water with one of these. They're that elusive. They are very elusive. Why is that? Why do you not see them? They are very smart. They hunt like wolves. They hunt in groups. And you don't care about interacting with humans. They are after the prey. We were off the coast of Dominica, a country in the eastern Caribbean. 
Residents call it Nature Island. Those rainforest-covered volcanic peaks drop thousands of feet down to the seafloor below, which is why hundreds of sperm whales live in these waters. They are one of the deepest diving mammals on the planet. They are mostly females here, families made up of grandmothers, mothers and daughters who stay together for life, nursing and raising their young. When Enrique Sala was here in December, his National Geographic team filmed this. It is a pod of sleeping female sperm whales, vertical giants up to 40 feet long, suspended near the surface. Their nap lasts only about 15 minutes until the whales are ready to dive again in what can be an hour-long journey for squid thousands of feet down. Even to researchers, why they sleep like this is one of the great mysteries. What's it like to be in the water with them? Magical. We have in our minds the legend of Moby Dick, these nasty, aggressive animals. But you jump in the water and they are so docile and gentle. They have never attacked humans. And they are so curious, especially the babies. So it's one of the most amazing wildlife encounters that one can have on the planet. Your official title is Explorer in Residence. Not it's bad. A, it's an oxymoron. Explorers are not supposed to be. <laughs> True, you're not supposed to be sitting in one place. What does that mean to be an explorer in the year 2023? Very different from what an explorer of the 19th century was. I can dedicate my life and work with an amazing team of scientists, policy experts, filmmakers, storytellers, to work with local communities, governments, indigenous peoples, to assess the health of ocean places and help to protect them. He grew up north of Barcelona, Spain, near the coast. His first dive was in a marine reserve. It drove everything that they have done afterwards. If we give the ocean space, it can heal itself. Sala moved to California, where he was a professor of marine ecology for seven years at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. You have had a long career in academia at a top university, and you tried that and decided, not for me, you walked away. I walked away because my job was to study the impacts of humans in the ocean, the impacts of fishing and global warming. And one day I realized that all I was doing was writing the obituary of the ocean. Writing the obituary of the ocean. Yeah, I felt like the doctor who's telling you how you're going to die with excruciating detail, but not offering a cure. Have you found that cure? There is one solution that is proven. It's success story everywhere in the world, which is uh, marine reserves or marine protected areas, areas where damaging activities are banned and marine life can come back. He founded the Pristine Seas Project in 2008. It combines sea exploration, scientific research, and public policy, and has worked with 17 countries to turn these large swaths of the ocean into marine protected areas. In Dominica, scientists estimate the sperm whale population declines by 3% each year. Sala says a preserve would protect them from their greatest threats. Not those pygmy killer whales we saw, or whaling, which has been banned for decades, but plastic trash, ocean noise pollution, and ship strikes. If they continue with the status quo here, what happens? If nothing is done, the population will probably continue declining. So reducing those threats, hopefully, will allow the sperm whale population to rebound. And the more whales there are, the more benefits Dominica and the local communities will obtain. 
Hurricane Maria devastated those communities in 2017. Today, the island is continuing to rebuild and prepare for the future. Francine Barron heads the agency in charge of that effort. What was it about Hurricane Maria that made the leaders of this country say, we have to do something, we really have to act? We suffered the equivalent of 226% loss of GDP. So we could see the trend and we realized that we needed to become much more resilient. When Enrique Sala came to you with this idea of creating a, a sanctuary for these whales, what was his pitch to you? We see whale watching as an important part of our tourism product, and it's something that needs to be protected. And uh, the idea of creating uh, greater protection for the whales is something that Dominica is very open to, and we were very pleased with the suggestion that Enric made to create a recognized sanctuary for the whales. Enrique Sala compares it to a model that has worked in Rwanda, where protecting mountain gorillas helped bring tourism dollars to the local economy. You gonna find us some whales? Sure. All right. Captain Kurt Benoit was born and raised in Dominica and has been in the whale tourism business for more than two decades. We set out on his 38-foot Lady Rose from a small fishing village on the west coast. Our government permit to swim with the whales was good for six days. Captain Benoit uses a homemade device that picks up the distinct clicking of sperm whales as far as 11 miles away. We got whales in the south. Every three miles, we check to see if we were getting closer. Come to Papa. Daddy's here. Tell me about this really high-tech device you've got here. You have an underwater microphone which picks up sound from 360. So what I did, I took a salad bowl with neoprene. So the hydrophone is kind of hidden. So as it goes out, it actually brings you straight to wherever you hear the sound. So this is a salad bowl from your house? Yes. What do the whales sound like? It's like a horse is galloping on a hot surface. So if you hear several of them, that means there's a lot of whales there. Let's keep on going, man. I'm going to find these guys. All right. On the second day, a water spout. It's right here. Look, guys. See him? You can see its top. Look at him. Oh, my gosh. No! Swimmers in the water. Males here live with their families until their teen years. Then they roam, mostly alone, swimming thousands of miles away. Caribbean male sperm whales have been found as far away as Norway, returning here only to mate. Our cameraman got lucky enough or unlucky enough to have the whale poop on him. So the whales go down, they hunt squid, they come back to the surface, they breathe, they rest, and they poop. And that poop is full of nutrients, which fertilizes the shallow waters. So a good thing, I guess. It's a good thing. Come on, people, we're looking for spouts. But our luck didn't last. Okay, guys, nothing is yet. We spent the next day searching for sperm whales, and the next. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. And the next. Not a single click. You guys, it's pretty quiet. And then, in the last hour of the last day of our trip. Yeah, lots of animals in the area, guys. Woo! They're coming back. But I'm getting songs 360. So that means the whales are way above them. 
We're right there. Yes, you blows, yes, you blows, yes, you blows, yes, you blows, yes, you Go, go, go. And stay there, it's coming to you. It's still there. It's coming to you, coming to you. We jumped in the water and a young female swam right to us. She came within feet. At first, her size was terrifying. She made a sound like a creaking door hinge. It's one of the ways whales communicate and socialize. With eyes on the side of her head, she stared right at us. She had squid in her mouth, left over from lunch thousands of feet below. She stayed and rolled around, and her jaw was wide open. She was using echolocation, bouncing those clicks off of us, trying to figure out what we were. You could hear the clicking. You could hear her. Yeah, Once you were really close to her, you could you could hear that so Very loudly. Loud. I could feel it in my bones. Mm-hmm. You that grabbed was... my hand. You could tell I was nervous. I was excited, too. You <laughs> They are huge. You have to respect them. You have to respect them. There is a sense of awe that comes with being in there. She was looking right at us. And she left us a souvenir. Piece of squid. Sperm whales live in... Shane Giro is another National Geographic explorer. He started the Dominica Sperm Whale Project, and over the past 18 years, he's identified more than 35 families. Did you recognize the whale that we saw? The animal you met belongs to the EC2 clan, the other clan of whales that we've known exists in the Caribbean, but we haven't seen all that much. And those groups identify themselves by making specific patterns of clicks called codas. It's a part of who they are, where their grandmother grew up, and so it really ties the animals and the place together. What does the coda of the EC2 sound like? They make the 5R3 coda, and it sounds like this. Five slow clicks. And she came up to you and made this 5R3 coda, saying, I am from the EC2 clan, are you? She was rolling yeah. around and she kept coming back. But is that me assigning human characteristics to a whale, or is she actually a playful animal? These are the animals that are holding the largest brain to ever exist, maybe in the universe. And they use that for complicated thinking and uh, behavior. Absolutely, this was an animal that was playful. And that curiosity of the animal actively coming towards you just shows that this is an animal that's investigating something in its world. And most people don't know. Back on the dock. There is a treasure here. Enrique Sala says it's that world he's trying to protect. Being in the water with sperm whales is a magical experience. There's something spiritual there. This is more than science and data. Sense of awe and wonder that is unavoidable when you are in the water with these gentle giants. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sharon Alfonsi. We'll be back next week with another edition of 60 Minutes. If you like 60 Minutes, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Are you a fan of 60 Minutes? You can represent the most watched series on television with shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and more at ParamountShop.com. You could take 20% off with code MINUTES20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 60 Minutes products with code MINUTES20 at ParamountShop.com.